Lamed Amar Aleph, five lines down. Amar Avasi, Amar Rav, Va'amrila. There are those who say it was said by Amar Rabba Ben Isi, Amar Rav, the following five Tanoim. Now, these are five pretty significant Tanoim. Number one, Rabbi Meir. Number two, Rabbi Yossi. Number three, Rabbi Yoshua. Number four, Rabbi Elazar. Number five, Rabbi Eliezer. All of them, Kulhu, Sfiralhu, they are all of the opinion. And uh, this is probably, I don't know if you want to say the normative Jewish opinion, what we normally say. De'ein, Sheni Yosheshlishi Bechulin. You do not have, I underline the word ain. you do not have in the realm of chulin, we're not talking about kodshim, we're not talking about taras, we're just talking about regular old chulin, a sheni, something that's a sheni latuma, will not make a shlishi in the realm of chulin. Now we did see Rabbi Akiva who says it would, uh, that was in the opening case of the Mishnah, back on Chav Zainam at Beis, but all of these uh, Tanaim would not agree with that. And essentially the rest of the Yalmud is uh, dedicated to seeing the uh, source for each one of these Tanoim not holding of that. Uh, Rebbe Mayer, who maybe we can, uh, I guess a series of triangles, even though it's not really questions, we'll triangle Rebbe Mayer. Uh, three lines later, in the middle of the line is Rebbe Yossi, we'll triangle him. Two lines below that, first word on line is Bekodesh, is Rebbe Yehoshua then, we'll triangle that. Uh, two, four, six, seven lines later, first word on the line is Shlishi. Then uh, the third word is Rebbe Eliezer. We'll triangle that. And four lines directly below Rebbe Eliezer. Rebbe Elazar is Rebbe Eliezer. We'll triangle Rebbe Eliezer. And that indicates the five uh, starting points for each Tanis. Let's see the first one. Uh, each one we're going to have, well, for most of them, for four of the five, we'll have a Tanaic source. We actually have one for the fifth, but we saw that already on the previous summit. So here we go. Rebbe Mayer. Where do we see that Rebbe Mayer would hold Ein Shaniosa Shlishi Bechulin? Ditznan. There's a mission we quote here. It goes for three lines. Mishnah Masechus Para. Um, says the Mishnah there. Um, we're going to see uh, an opinion. Kol Hataun Bias Mayim Midivrei Seifrim. Anybody who requires uh, going into uh, water, meaning so they're not really Tame, but uh, they are, like uh, somebody who had his head and majority of his body in, in uh, drawn water, or somebody who eats uh, half of a loaf worth of Ochel Tame, or um, that which uh, hands need a tevila, things like made you your dime. And I, I wrote above that shani and put in parentheses because what we're talking about is basically things that are shani, midurabanan, mitame es hakodesh. It will make kodesh tame so much so that that kodesh could turn around and make something else as kodesh tame. Posal es truma, it will make truma no good, but it stops there. And what we're looking for is now mutter. Bechulin uben maestro, I squeal underline mutter bechulin. It would be totally permissible when it comes to chulin. In other words, a sheni, if it touches chulin, can't make it a shlishi. It doesn't go further than that. Diva Rabbi Meir, a box Rabbi Meir, the chachamim, oisrim ben maestro. They disagree with the maestro thing, but actually the Rabbi Meir and the chachamim would agree that uh, sheni does not make a shlishi in the realm of chulin. That's the end of that Tanaic source. Rabbi Yossi was the second in our list. If you look at the previous Amud, 
page 58, or Beis, uh, just about the same point uh, on the Yamud there is, we had a text source authored by Rabbi Yossi. And that's Rabbi Yossi we're referring to. The Gemara here says, Rabbi Yossi, Hada Amrin. We already said Rabbi Yossi. Uh, why do we know that? De'im Isa, if it was that he held that a Sheni could make a Shlishi in Chulin, Kama, Lysei Leravi Betruma Vechamishi Bekodesh. So what he should have brought is an example how if you have a Shlishi in Chulin, then you should be able to have a Revi'i in Truma. You'd learn it as a Kalvachimer from Tzful Yoim, like he did back on the previous Samud, and even a Chamishi in Kodesh. You would learn that as a Kalvachimer from Mechusakipurim, like he did back on the previous Samud, and he doesn't go that far. He only goes up to a Revi'i. Rabbi Yoshua, who's the third on the list, where do we see that he would say, Ein Shenyo Shishlishi Bechulin? Ditznan. They have a Quote of a Mishnah Maseches Taris. The quote goes for about four and a half lines. Let's box it off. And we're going to see two opinions. We want to focus on the Rebbe Yoshua opinion. Um, we have Rebbe Eliezer, who we'll see now, and then Rebbe Yoshua a few lines from now. And Rebbe Eliezer, you can sort of sum up his opinion in this um, Mishnah as, you are what you eat. So says Rebbe Eliezer, Ha'oichal Eichal Rishon, Rishon, Shani, Shani, Shlishi, Shlishi. Person who eats food that is a Rishon, he himself becomes a Rishon. If he eats food that is a Shani, he himself becomes a Shani. If he eats food that is a Shlishi, he himself becomes a Shlishi. Okay, that's an interesting opinion, not for us right now, because we want to focus on Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Yoshua, who I boxed, Oimer, he says like this, Ha'oichel, Oichel, Rishon, Ve'oichel, Shani. A person who eats oichel, that is a rishon latuma or a sheni latuma, um, becomes a sheni. Basically, if he eats a rishon, becomes a sheni. That's understandable. Usually, the thing goes gets bumped down one level. Um, that which, if he eats a sheni, he also becomes a sheni um, because there's a concept of a sheni, of a sheni making something as a sheni in mashkin, so it also becomes a sheni. Kama shlishi. Shani Bekaidesh Vein Shani Betruma. If there's a Shlishi involved, in other words, a person who eats Eichel, that is Shlishi, his goof, his body becomes a Shani to Kodesh. Namely, like if he touches uh, Kodshim, like Karbonis meat, um, he'll be Metame it, that it could then um, become Tame. Vein Shani Betruma. But there is no Shani when it comes to Truma. Now, what type of Truma are we talking about? Kama, connector. Bechulin. We're not really talking about Truma. We're talking about Chulin. Shenasu al-Taras Truma. We're talking about uh, the, the, the Shlishi here that yeah, is, is, is it's really Chulin, but he's treating it like Truma. Actually, uh, Kaihanim, who would be uh, quite uh, frequently eating uh, Truma, would Many of them would take on the Chumrah to treat even all of their Chulin as though it were Truma. And that's what's going on over here. It's Chulin, which is really Chulin, but it's, it's treated as though it's Truma. Okay, what do we see from here? Let's make a diuk. This is what the Gemara does. Al-Taras HaTruma in. When it comes to Taras HaTruma, yes, but, and the gears I believe that Rashi prefers is, Chulin grady, but for regular chulin that you're not treating as always true, just regular old chulin, lo, it would not be able to become a shlishi. Alma, 
What do you see from there? That Kasav Rabbi Yeshua is of the opinion, just like all the others on the list, Ain that a sheni can make a shlishi in the realm of if you're treating your chulin like truma, but if you're just treating your chulin like chulin, which is what it is, it would not become a shlishi. That's Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Elazar de Sanya. There is a Mishnah that the Bach points out that's very similar to this, second parakel of Taris, but let's call it a brysa for now. It goes for about three and a half lines, starts here, and it's authored by Rabbi Elazar. Uh, Box Rabbi Lazar's name, Rabbi Lazar Amar. He says, Shloshtan Shavin. The three of them are uh, alike. Which are we talking about? We're talking about a reshone of number one Kodesh, number two Chulin, and number three Truma. Not exactly sure why it's in that order, but if you have uh, something that's a reshone in the realm of Chulin, or reshone in the realm of Truma, or reshone in the realm of Kodesh. Okay, colon, A, B, and C. A, if what we're talking about is in the realm of Kodesh, then that Rishon in Kodesh, mitame shnaim, it could make, the Rishon can make a Shani, and the Shani make a Shlishi, that's another two, upoisel, and then that Shlishi can make a Ravi, that's all if it's in the realm of Kodesh. So Kodesh, it's a Rishon, can make Kodesh, it's a Shani, that can make Kodesh a Shlishi, that can make it a Ravi, and then it stops there. B, uh, um, if you're in the realm of Truma, then Metame Echad, so you had a Rishain, Truma. It can touch something else that can make it a Shani in the realm of Truma, and then that Truma can make other Truma, Paisel Echad, it could make it a Shlishi, but then the word Paisel indicates it stops at a Shlishi. And C, and this is what we're looking for, is Paisel Echad. If you have regular old Chulun and it's a Rishain, it could make Posel Echad one level lower, which would be a Shani. In the realm of Chulun. And clearly then, uh, we see that there's nothing further than that. There's no such thing as a Shlishi in the realm of Chulun. And finally, the fifth in our list, Rabbi Eliezer, did not the Mishnah from Maseches Chala. And it uh, starts here. It goes on to uh, a few words onto the Yamad Beis. Uh, here's the Mishnah, the Tzan, Rabbi Eliezer. I box the name, Oimer. Chala. Now, I had sent out a picture, sort of a very basic picture, uh, which hopefully indicates what's going on here in this uh, mission. You know, whenever a dough of a certain size is made, um, part of it is taken, uh, separated off, and given as the uh, gift of chala to the uh, Kohen. Um, the chala should um, preferably be uh, um, tahor. If it is tamay, if the chala becomes tamea, then the king can't eat it, because he can't eat it if it's Tamea. So, Rabbi Eliezer says, Chala, Kama, Niteles bin ha al ha You would actually, if you had, let's say, a dough, and that dough was Tamei, you would be able to take Chala from that dough and actually give it to the Kohen, and it would be Tahor. Now, how do you do that? You basically, you take from a Tahora, uh, dough that has not had anything taken from it yet, any hafrashas, and you have it count for the tame one. Now, normally, when you are mafrish from one thing and you want to cover the other thing, you makif the two together. You bring the two together, you touch the two together. The problem is here that the tame one, you can't have it touch the other one because it'll make it tame. So, Kate said, how do you go about doing this? So, you have two 
uh, doughs. Achas tahir, one's a good one, which has not had any challah taken from it. Va'achas tamea. And the other one is tummy, like the big main dough. And basically the problem is, if you take challah from that, you're basically going to give the Kohen challah that is tummy. You can't eat it. So here's what you do. Notel kedei challah. Take the amount that you would want to have challah, which it could be 148th, it could be 124th, depends on how the, the tummy uh, dough became tummy. You take that amount from an isa, from another dough, that hasn't yet had its challah taken from it. Kama. Venoisein, and then you put a little bit, you basically get a big bowl, you put a little bit, a piece of dough, pachos mikabetzai, that underline pachos mikabetzai, less than an egg's worth, beemtza, this is the picture, if you look at the picture that I sent, there's a tame dough, uh, that is a reshine. You take a little middle piece, and uh, stick it in between, and then um, you put the Tahor, which is going to become the Chala, next to it. And in that way, you'll be able to, so to speak, take away or separate the Chala portion of the dough from the other part of the dough, uh, from things that are touching each other, next to each other. The Chachamim, the Chachamim said, uh, no, that would not be allowed. We'll see why shortly. That's the end of the Tanaic source, the end of the Mishnah. By the way, that was a Mishnah from the second parak of Mesechah's Chala. Vitanya, we have a Bryce that indicates that little piece, that middle piece that's become a Shani, can actually be a Kibetza. I dot underlined Kibetza. That would uh, correspond to the previous Amud. The last word on the uh, second to last line is Pachismi Kibetza. So the only difference between this little Bryce and the Mishnah is that the uh, Mishnah that we started with, we read the one from Masechus Chala, said the little piece of the mill has to be less than a Beitz's worth. This little Bryce said it can be even a Beitz's worth. Okay, so we have a machlokus between uh, Rebbe Eliezer and the Chachamim. Savruha, the Hava Amina that we're going to go into the following discussion with is that the rabbis of the academy of the base Medrash uh, would say like this, Edvid, both the Mishnah that was the last five, six lines of the previous Amut. And Edi, the Brysa, the little one-word Brysa says Kibetza, they both agree that the Isa in question is a Rishayna. The one that is Tame is Tame as a Rishayn. Kama. Vechulin hatevulin le chala loike chala damu. And chulin, let's say you have a big dough that you just needed. You haven't yet taken chala from it. Now, it has potentially challah in it, but is it viewed as though it has challah in it? No. Chulin ha tevulin. That word tevulin is from the word tevel. In other words, untithed dough that still needs challah to be taken from it is not viewed as though it's challah. In other words, it's viewed as just regular chulin dough. So then, my la bakamifligi. I called this bakamifligi at number one, two lines later, Amarav Murray, as a number two, and four lines below that, You'll see an e bias ama in the middle of the line. That's a number three. So three approaches as to what they're arguing about. So my love, should we not say that this is the machlokas between Rabbi Eliezer and the Chachamim? Colon, Demar Savar Iskolin on the Mar. This would be Rabbi Eliezer, Ein Sheni Oisah Shlishi Bechulin. And this is the fifth time we've now seen a Tanu who holds that you a Sheni cannot make a Shishi and Chulin. Therefore, if you look at the little picture, the Isa is a Rishain. Uh, it makes the little middle piece a Shaney, because it's touching it. And the next piece, which 
it's not yechal until you declare it challah, but it's touching the middle piece, uh, that would be theoretically a shlishi, but since it is uh, chulin until the moment you declare it challah, and as you declare it challah, you're also removing it from that which it's touching, um, that's how you make a uh, challah gift for the kohen from a dough that is tamea, so that the challah will remain tahira. Now, that works because the middle piece, which is a shani, would not make the uh, piece next to it, the chala tahira, before it's chala, into a shlishi. That's what Rabbi Eliezer would hold, Umar Savar, Esquilin, and the mother Rabban would hold, that, uh, oh no, shani, osa shlishi, bechulin, and that's why the chachamun would answer this. So should we uh, not say that that is what they're arguing about? Well, could be. Well, could be not. Amar and this is the second approach of Murray Brader of Kahana, really, no, de Kuleyalma, all opinions, even the Chachamim would say, ain shishi what then is the uh, reason for the machlokas between the two of them? In this case, we came in with a savrua up above, we're going to back off of that now. We're going to say that actually, the machlokas is whether if you have chulin, uh, and it hasn't yet had challah taken from it. In other words, it is unchalad at this point. How do you view it? Do you view it as chulun, which is what will eventually become, or do you view it as uh, challah, which is kodesh, a special holy status it has, because it does have some potential challah in it? Mar, Savar, Esquilin, and the Mar, this would be the Chachamim, the Rabbanon, they would hold kechaladam. It is like challah, that's why it would be sir to uh, do this uh, uh, approach. Whereas Mar, Savar, Esquilin, and the Mar, that would be Rebbe. Eliezer, he holds, No, if you have a big dough and you haven't yet taken chalim from it, so it's not like chalim, it's regular like chulin. Kama. Third approach, Vibayisema. The Kuleyama, both Rebbe Eliezer and the Chachamim, hold chulin ha-tevulin l'chalim. If you have a big dough and you haven't yet taken chalim from it, it's not considered like chalim. Also, kama that's also good for us, that Shani will not make a shishi in the realm of chulin. What then is the issue here? V'hacha? Are you allowed to do anything which causes what otherwise would be tahor to become tame, specifically with foodstuffs in Israel? Are you allowed to do that? Remember, if you look at the little picture, you had an isa, which is a rishayna. Now, you want to make some other dough, count as the challah and keep it tahor, great, but that little tiny piece in the middle, that middle piece does become a shani latuma. You're essentially causing the little middle piece to become a sheni betuma. So are you allowed to do that? That's the machlokas, colon. Mar Savar, uh, Rebbe Elias would be of the opinion, you can do this because it's mutter. It's valid, certainly it's okay, it's permissible. If there's a greater reason, like there is here, ligroim tumalachulin shabbat Yisrael, to cause um, what would otherwise be chulin tahirat, to become chulin tameya in Israel. Um, Umar Savar, I squeal on this part, this would be the Chachamim of the opinion. No, you can't do it. You know why it's Asr? Because Asr is forbidden to do anything which causes Tuma to come to Chulan, Shabbat Yisrael. Period. The third part of the opening Mishnah, which we had on Chaf Zayin Amad Beis, was another Bo Bayom or Rabbi Kiva Darshan, the measurements of the Levitical cities. And there was a Machlokas um, between. Uh, Rabbi Akiva, um, and um, Rabbi Eliezer Ben Oshu Rabbi Yosi Haglili, 
uh, what the 2,000 amas outside of the Levitical city was. Everyone agreed the 1,000 amas uh, area outside was sort of like a green belt, uh, no nothing planted, just uh, an open area. That additional 1,000 amas, uh, what's the b'maikam efligi? What exactly is the machlokas um, based on? Between Rabbi Lezer, B'nai Shur basically, and Rabbi Kiva, uh, answer, Marsov, Rabbi Kiva said the opinion, Tchumen Ardaraisa. So to say that the 1,000 Amma is the green belt and the 2,000 Amma is that Tchum Shabbos, that makes sense because Tchum is Daraisa and that's what the Pasuk would be referring to. Whereas Marsavar, uh, that would be Rabbi Lezer, but I should be saying, Glili is of the opinion that no, it's only Durabana, and therefore when the Torah mentions a 2,000 Amma boundary, it wouldn't be talking about uh, Tchumen, rather it would be talking about an additional 1,000 Amma uh, area beyond the first 1,000 to get you a total of 2,000, and that would be for uh, planting uh, um, vineyards and fields. The fourth uh, issue which is mentioned in the Mishnah, and I put a big Roman numeral 4 in the margin. By the way, there's a big Roman numeral 5 in the margin on the third line of Lamed Aleph, Amud Aleph. Uh, we're not going to do that one with this year, but let's get through the fourth. Tanu Rabbanan. There's a Brysa here. The Brysa goes uh, about 12, 13 lines. First word on the line is Shehu, and that would be the last line of the Brysa. Bobayom, and this is going to elaborate on the fourth issue. The fourth issue, which was discussed, is the Az Yosher, the Jewish people. They uh, get uh, saved from Egypt uh, by, they cross over the Yamsuf, and then they say this Shira, um, the Az Yosher. So, Tan Rabbanan. Uh, Bo on that day, the day they opened up the doors of the base medrash, let everyone in, Darash, we have the following drasha, the issue which came up, but we'll have three Tanoim, Rabbi Akiva, who I boxed over here, he's the first. Six lines later, Taking up almost the entire line is Rabbi Eliezer, but no, you should be Eliezer. We box him. He's a second approach. And four lines later, at the end of the line is Rabbi Nechamia. We boxed him. He's a third approach. So, Bobayom Darish Rabbi Kiva. Let's start with Rabbi Kiva. Bisha Asha Alu Yisrael Minayam. When the Jewish people came out of the Yamsuf, Nosnu Enehem Laimar Shira. They they focus their literally they focus their eyes. They set their sights on 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 an expression of of Shira. Because of the tremendous miracle. The case of Amru Shira, how exactly did that Shira go? We know what the Shira was, as Yashir Moshe Israel. Well, it was Kegadol Hamakriya Sahalal. I squiggle underlined Kegadol and underlined Hamakriya Sahalal. When there are times to have hollow recitation publicly in Shul, like on various holidays, if you have a Gadol, an adult Jewish male who is leading the crowd, uh, how does he lead saying hollow? Remember, they didn't used to have uh, Sidurim or anything then, so how would he lead it? Um, he would lead the halal vehein and the congregation oinin acharav roshe prakam would respond with the first phrase of that parak. For instance, Moshe Amar. This is the way they said as Yasher. Moshe said Ashira la Hashem, which is the beginning of the Shira. Vehein oimrim and the whole Jewish people responded with Ashira la Hashem, comma. Then Moshe continued and said the next phrase. Moshe Amar ki gaoga, and what was their response? In other words, each paragraph, Moshe would say the first phrase, they would repeat that phrase. And then every additional phrase Moshe would say, they would repeat the first phrase. Comma. That's Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Eliezer, not like a Godel who's leading Halal, rather like a Katan. I squiggle underline Katan and underline Hamakras Halal. Occasionally, uh, you don't have a Godel to lead the congregation in Halal, rather it's a Minor, he happens to know Hallel. He's going to lead the crowd. Now, excuse me, unlike a Gadol who can be 
motzi, others, a katsun cannot. So what's the katsun going to do? The katsun is essentially going to be a human sitter for each and every person. Like, follow after me, word after word. And the way a katsun says halal, if he's leading the uh, congregation, is he says a phrase, and they repeat that phrase. He says the next phrase, and they repeat the next phrase. And then they're basically repeating, the crowd is repeating every single phrase that he says, that phrase. And that's what was going on with Moses and the Jewish people. Uh, Moshe said, quote, Asher Hashem, end quote. And what's the response? Asher Hashem. Kama. Moshe said the next phrase of Kigolga. And what did they respond? The same exact words, Kigolga. The third opinion, Reb Nechemia, who we had boxed, Aymer, uh, it's actually different. It's Kesaifer HaPeires Al Hashma. Seifer uh, is usually understood to be like a Cheder Rebbe, like the the uh, fellow who would teach the um, the young kids Chumash uh, Mishnayis. He would sometimes hang out in the base Knesses. Often the children would learn in the base Knesses. And Peires Al Hashma. Let's say there were ten people that sort of came together, and and Peires Al Hashma is essentially. Saying the uh, brachas before Kriya Shema, along with Shema. Shehu, how does he do that? Poiseach Tchila. Um, he would uh, start the bracha, and then they would say the whole thing together. Vehein Oinin, Acharav, and they would kind of recite the whole thing together, sort of like the way, uh, I don't know, uh, Ashkenazim don't usually do this, but like a Sephardi minion would uh, say it. But my Kamifligi. Now, that's the end of the Brisa. The Gemara wants to know what is the real uh, essential issue with which these three Tanaim are uh, arguing. Rabbi Akiva Wendelin Savar. He says, When the Pasuk says at the beginning of lay more. That word lay more in quotation marks that they would say over. In other words, it's a response of the congregation. Moses was speaking, and then they would say, and then the Jewish people would respond. It equals on Milsa Kamaisa on the first thing that was said. So whatever the first thing that Moshe said, that's what the response would be from the crowd, each and every phrase, that same thing. Kama. The same thing that the word lay more teaches you that there's a response, but the lay more is not telling you that the Ashira Lashem is used, you know, a couple dozen times to respond to each phrase. Rather Moshe would say a phrase, and they would repeat exactly those words every single time. Ah, kol milsa umilsa. Reb Nechemia underlines Savar that when it says vayimru lemor, there's vayimru and lemor. Vayimru, and they all said that's lesson plural de emor kulhu behadiyadadi. Basically, they all said it together. Comma, Lemor. Now, Lemor was saying over, it sounds like only one person was. That's the reason. You know why? Because the Pasach, Moshe Beresha. They were all going to say it together, but it actually was started by only one. That was Moses, who was uh, leading everyone. Period. Tanarabanan. The Gemara being is a Brisa that goes till the first line on the next Talmud. Brisa starts here. Darsh Rabbi Underline his name, Bishash Ali Yisrael Minayam, when the Jewish people, after the tremendous miracle of Kriyas Yamsuf, came up the other side, Nasnu Eneim Leimar Shira. They focused their attention, they set their sights on uh, saying Shira, Vakatsad Amru Shira. How exactly did they uh, do that? What was a, a, a description of that? Well, colon. Olel Mutal Birchayimo, if you have a, a little uh, child who was kind of sitting on his mother's lap, or 
Tinoik, even a younger child, but he's like a baby, Yonik Mishadeimo, who is still nursing from his uh, mother's breasts. Kavan Shiroas Ashrina, when during Kriyas Yamsuf, they saw, oh my goodness, even these, these tiny little ones, uh, they experienced the divine presence intensely. Olel Hikbiat Savaroi. The Ola, the little uh, infant, lifted up his head. Vitinoik, and Tinoiks usually don't do this, but the Tinoik, the babies, Shamat Dad Mipiv. He released the nipple of his mother from his mouth. The Amru, and they all exclaimed, Zekhelivan Vehu, this is my Lord, and I will glorify him. Which is essentially, we had a parallel uh, Gemara on Yud Aleph Amud Beis, that the children, those miraculous children that we had talked about there, would also, uh, that was the, when they saw the Shekhinah, they responded with Zekeli, like they knew, they, they had remembered this from their, from the early uh, days of, of their lives, Van Emar, and where do we see this, that it was the Olalim also and the Tinokos, well, like the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Mipi Olalim, Ve'yoinkim, uh, by the mouths of the, the young ones and the, the nursing babies, Yisade Ta'oiz, did you establish your might, which was established at no time greater than during Kriyas Yamsuf. Kama hai Rabbi Meir, Oimer and Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir said, Minayin shafilu ubrim shmeiman amrushira. How do you know even the unborn children, the unborn fetuses in their mother's wombs, said Shira? Well, Shnemar, like the Pasuk says, another Pasuk in Tehillim, Bebakelois baruchu eloikim, with the great gatherings that they bless the Lord, like at uh, Kriyas Yamsuf, Hashem, Mimekor Yisrael, from the source, from the actual womb of the Jewish people. That's the uh, end of that price, and uh, we'll hold it here for now. Adkan.